I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble gum. Hi, this is Bob Muir. And this is the enemy below. And this is Mr. The Bandit. And this is the Bob Muir and the Enemy Below podcast, recording now that we can actually hear each other. Yay. <laughs> Yay. It actually helps in vocal communication. It does, it does. Um, sign language over Skype is a somewhat undeveloped technology. It's well, not... my sign language that I'm giving to both of you right now shouldn't be <laughs> difficult to translate. It involves only one finger. Okay. Oh, that, I like your thumb. It's okay. pretty. Yes. That's right, I'm giving you the Fonzie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, I just I for some, because I hate myself. I actually watched Megaforce yesterday, which is not the uh, not the bad movie we're going to talk about. But is that, uh, wait, does that have uh, oh what's his name? The guy from uh, Rocky Horror, the guy that was the original Danny Zuko, Barry Bostwick. I don't think so. It has um, it has I the bold. was in one of those. It has the bold check from Star Trek in it. Wow. <laughs> When you have that kind of talent, she was wonderful. I mean, you know it's what a I like thing. is she has no name, but she's just the bald chick from Star Trek. <laughs> well, I mean, that's you know, I, I could say her name, but you know, everyone go, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's probably right. You know, it's that guy with the from Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> Although, uh, you know, who would have thought Stephen Collins was the uh, bad apple in that group? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You guys do know what I'm talking about, right? No. I have no idea what you're talking about. Stephen Collins played the uh, captain in uh, Star Trek, uh, the movie, the motion Mm. picture. Yeah. And he went on, he was the father for like 11 years on Seventh Heaven. Mm -hmm. And then during a nasty divorce, his wife got tapes from his psychologist uh, or shrink or whatever Mm -hmm. of him basically admitting that he had, you know, dabbled in pedophilia. Okay. Mm. Oh, yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> Let's start this off on a high note. <laughs> okay, the, actually, the and the and, and the bald chick from Star Trek was Paris Kambata, K-H-A-M-B-A-T-T-A. And I believe she dabbled in more, uh, more necrophilia. Well, she's actually dead now, so that would be what she would be doing anyway. My point. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I she, didn't know I was making it, but... Yeah, yeah she died Ooh. actually... She died a ridiculously young... For me, a ridiculously young age of 49. Um, yeah. Why do you say ridiculous for you? Well, well, I mean, for a three-year-old, 49 seems ancient, but I mean, for, you know... <laughs> Which, by the way, speaking of bringing out the dead, mm-hmm. uh, I just want to bring one callback real quick from our last podcast, mm-hmm. where you had uh, mentioned uh, Burke and Hare. Mm-hmm, Yes. And uh, I have been on a uh, probably unhealthy uh, spending spree because uh, Scream Factory Mm -hmm. puts out just a variety of, uh, you know, B-movies. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Had what they call, um, oh, what is it? Uh, I don't know, Summer of Scream or something like that, where each week they had a new batch of, you know, now they've, like, lowered the price for this little short period of time. Mm -hmm. But one of the ones on there was The Doctor and the Devils. Okay. Uh, which was a take on that exact story. And uh, what was interesting was, A, Dylan Thomas, right? Because Dylan Thomas was a poet, right? Yes. Uh, it was the only screenplay he ever wrote. Really? Freddie Francis, who was a cinematographer for most of the Hammer Horror films, I think mm-hmm. it was his last movie, 
but it was produced by Mel Brooks, and on it they have an interview with him, and they were saying that they could never put any of the films that were like the artistic classics that he produced with his name on it, because people would come out like, when you hear Mel Brooks producing The Elephant Man, you're like, all right, where are the fart jokes? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it is interesting to think Brooks, uh, you know, if there was Brooks Films produced, uh, you know, that, or, what was it, uh, Eraserhead, or not Eraserhead, uh, hmm. pardon me, Elephant Man and The Fly, and uh, one of the ones was The Doctor and the Devil. So hmm. you can check out Burke and Hare or check out this film. It actually is. It, it's quite beautiful. Hmm. They did a, a documentary where they actually talked to Mel Brooks about that, and he he went through all the reasons why he did it and how happy he was to do films like The Elephant Man. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, so. The Fly. Yeah, and The Fly, yeah. Jeff Goldblum and well, the Anthony Hopkins. Can you, can you imagine the life fly. without Anthony Hopkins? <laughs> well, no. I was going to say, The Fly is kind of uh, up there with me with John Carpenter's The Thing, one of the rare exceptions where the remake... You know, is is better than the original, and, and yeah. I mean, exceptionally better. Where I mean, it, it is, I think, award caliber films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where where there isn't like a guy on a big spider web yelling, "Help me, yeah. help me!" <laughs> yeah, although, yeah, I still, uh, yeah, it's true. Although, I still love the line as cheesy as it is, and as much as they played it in the trailer of "Be afraid, be, be very brave. afraid." That's a good, I, you know, and I got to go watch that again. God damn it, yeah. that's a good movie. Yeah. Well, actually, actually, when I was like about ten, when I first saw the "Help Me" thing, that you know, completely. Well, you're talking about the original, yeah, yeah. Even the original. I mean, as much as we're joking about it, it's fucked up, man. If you saw a someone, if you saw a fly in a whip with a little man face on it, going, "Help me!" Like, fuck <laughs> yeah, it's, it is creepy. Yes, first of all, yeah, I'd crush the fucking nuts to throw the rock at him. I'd be, I mean, I'd be calling the goddamn exorcist. I mean. <laughs> Burn it, burn it with fire. Yeah, good luck, sucker. <laughs> El Diablo. Yes. Uh, I, I, I will say that, uh, uh, yeah, The Fly is, uh, man, you know, that is Cronenberg at his best of that real just seeping under the skin and just, he has a, you know, he does things to the human body on film that really just <laughs> give me the willies. Yeah, he's, he's, this. I'm sure he's actually probably one of the, you know, I'm sure they, they all say, well, he's just one of the nicest, kindest people you'd ever meet. You know, you know what, though? Yep. Have you ever seen Nightbreed, Clive Barker's Nightbreed? Yes, I have. One of the rare exceptions that he ever acted in a movie, and his low-key Canadian monotone demeanor mm-hmm. is frighteningly scary <laughs> as the true, you know, mm-hmm. monster in the film, as... You know, just that quiet tone. In fact, I even I bought that mask that he wears. Mm-hmm. I will uh, take a picture for you guys with the uh, button eyes and the zipper mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which uh, whenever I have to zip it up, I always have to say the safe word is peaches. <laughs> but uh, but no, yeah, he is. Uh, he is. You're right. Uh, usually, the people that have got the most uh, fucked up imaginations are usually you know the nicest people. Well, it's, in I fact, get... I was going to say Stephen King used to say that. You know, the reason he writes all that stuff is he's, you know, purging his nightmare. So, uh, mm-hmm. but anyways, yeah. I, I apologize. I have no, no, started but, this off on a huge rant. No, no. Hey, listen, you know, like we, we really, you know, um, there's, why should this be any different than any of the other podcasts that we do? Yeah. <laughs> why, why conform to any type of rational or linear path at this point? No, no, it's it's no, stream. It's too late. It's too stream, late. Stream of stream of semi-conscious theater, I suppose, would be the best way to describe that it. 
just describe most of my life, or yeah. at least my relationships. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> so, um, yes, sir. Anyway, I just you know, we mentioned about you know like horror movie, you know, like Cronenberg being very low key and such. Um, the I just came to mind that basically he's like you know, think of Boris Karloff who made all those films and about his his most in in unusual eccentricity was basically he liked to swim while wearing a top hat. That was his... <laughs> Only a top hat? No, no. Uh-huh. He, he liked to swim while wearing a top hat. That was his, like, weird, you know... That was about as weird as he got, and which is seems kind of like... It was, like, very, you know, animal right? He was very... Um, yeah, well, that was... Uh, I guess at that time, that was a big thing in England. I mean, that was the whole thing of... Uh, I, think, I don't know if we talked about it or not, but Dr. Moreau... Mm-hmm. It was all about vivisection. Yeah, so it was very, you know, he was very much against that sort of thing, and and he was. Um, Does anyone ever come out for it? <laughs> um. Uh, well, I I think I think I think Huckabee is going to come out for it at some point soon. Oh, yeah. I mean, seeing everything else he said. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I just there's the, the, there is a god. He's got a Garci or probably it, he's got a very good sense of humor. <laughs> Or maybe uh, not. Yeah. Maybe that's what we're dealing with. I've gotten, you know, I've gotten to a point in the last few days where I like watching the news just to see what these crazy people who are running for president are going to say next, just to get airtime. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't take yeah. much. I mean, you can throw a rock. It doesn't. And you've got the next Republican candidate. I mean, there's like <laughs> how many fucking people are running? I mean, Donald Trump is winning. We are, we are, we are it's wonderful. We we are we are just we are just a few days away from somebody going fucking thumbs. Who needs them? I mean, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I've come to the conclusion that whoever 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 wins the Republican primary, I truly believe that the next two years are going to be extremely entertaining. Mm-hmm. I'll grant you that, but it'll be funny up until the point that they get elected, kind of like when you know, W got elected. You know, it was yeah. funny on the on the road, but you're like, well, I didn't think this shit would actually happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I guess, you know, the thing is, is what Donald Trump is doing right now, and it shouldn't be surprising, is that he's doing what Fox does and why Fox is so popular. You know, I mean, if you say something long enough and loud enough, it becomes the truth. And no matter how insane it is. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a sort of id, you know. He's kind of appealing to the, you know, as somebody pointed out, the id of the. Oh yeah, uh, it's the last bastion of, of old white you know, power, like yeah. you know, their last big you know, primal scream. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Along with the along with the um, along with the uh, the the rallies for the Confederate flag, which continue to be embarrassing as as, as you know, oh not, my God. not that not that you prove the other guy's side's point or anything. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, not just that, but then you have to ask them, what are you really fighting for? And when you really get down to it, you know, they they can't really give a rational reason why. Because when they actually start to get to the heart of the matter, it really comes down to, Mm -hmm. you know, there there are a lot of, you know, racist overtones and, excuse me, undertones, but also overtones, you know, uh, to their argument. So there's not like some sort of historical precedent where they need to have it. No, you know, I mean, well, it's just... it's it's not even like it's banned. It's basically what they're doing is they're saying, well, this is extremely bad taste, and that seems to be what they're are, you know, well, and but I mean, public, I mean, government property is representative yeah. of the land, and the mm-hmm. land as a whole, right. one, mm-hmm. the union, one, not the yeah. confederacy. Yeah. Which, by the way, I did like the irony of our last podcast. I, I really did think about it. Of 
when you said Texas was saying Americans are invading. Yeah. I'm like, well, didn't they make that argument, like, when we first annexed Texas? Like, <laughs> shouldn't the Mexicans be the ones that are pissed? Yeah, the Mexicans were probably, you know, like, the, yeah, the Mexicans feel should, that the well, Americans they were. are invading and are continuing to invade. The Mexicans were furious after we annexed Texas. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, they're... There is apparently a phrase, you know, Mexico, so far from God, so close to the United States. You know, is a uh... <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't tell that to Donald Trump. <laughs> anyway, I know so, people that can build a really good wall for you. I yeah. build the best walls ever. It, I, it's, I around my hotels. Of all time. Right. I got four billion dollars worth of worth. In my hotels. It's, and all because of a wall. I can build you a wall. You know what it is? I just thought about it. It's like that. there was an old SNL sketch or, you know, from a couple of years ago called One Upper, where mm-hmm. the girl had no, like, yeah. you know, credence to anything she did, but she always just had to one-up whatever anyone would say. And that's Donald Trump. I mean, geez, no matter what you fucking throw at him, they're like, well, this guy's the best, you know, glass blower in the world. No. I fucking blow glass. I'm the best <laughs> glass blower. Like, no matter what, like. This well, guy's we... an idiot. He's a retard. I can blow glass. <laughs> we could probably actually promise. Okay, well then, why don't you try free diving? Oh, <laughs> the I'm record... a great fucking free diver. <laughs> the record is four minutes. Can you break that? <laughs> I can do it in eight minutes, motherfucker. <laughs> no. She's a yeah. bad person. That's what she is. She's a bad person. Mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, I wish we, I wish we could go back. I just wish he was still having a, you know, a, a flame war uh, in the media with uh, Rosie O'Donnell still. <laughs> that was the fight I enjoyed. Well, it should, that should, that might, that might spring up again. Who knows? Enough you know? hot, or excuse me, enough wind power to generate oh. enough energy for at least <laughs> two or three states. Wonderful. Wonderful. Anyway, speaking, speaking of pop culture. Yes. Yes. I saw pickles. Uh, how awful was it? Yeah, I couldn't bring um, myself to it. See, here's the best part about it: the two oh, big names that are in it mm-hmm. are the worst. And I'm not parts? talking about are the worst two. Yeah, Peter Dinklage is hilarious. Well, and yeah, he, uh, yeah, he's guy, good. Yeah, and the guy from uh, the the guy who was Elder Cunningham from Book of Mormon, his name escapes me at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just drop dead funny. Um, yeah, he I was. Good, going uh, have you watched the comedians with Billy Crystal? Yeah, yeah, he's in, yeah, he's the the other one there. Yeah, he's pretty funny. I, I, his name though, uh, I'll find it for you. But go ahead. Okay. But he, um, I, you know, the one thing I could say about the movie is it was really kind of a trip down nostalgia lane for me personally. Mm-hmm. So right. I think I enjoy it more than most of the people I know that have watched it that are younger than me. Right, because it really is kind of like more. Yeah. Which, by the way, it's Josh Gad. Josh Gad. Okay. Yeah. He's, Which, let he's me ask you this. Hilarious. I have not seen the film, but I read some reviews, so I, I'm just going off of what I read. But am I correct to assume that Kevin James uh, is the president of the United States? Yes, yeah. which in itself is really stupid. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that I didn't misread that. No. Oh, yeah. No, he, he's the president of the United States, and he sneaks out to uh, have lunch with his buddy all the time, who happens to have been his cohort in the uh, the arcade champions in 1982, and is uh-huh. now a a person who installs um, uh, home entertainment centers. You know, Which is I, Adam Sandler. Okay. Which is Adam Sandler. I get this as a comedy, but not just in this film, but I was thinking about this the other day. I love in these movies where the president just sneaks off or does something. Their lives are so micromanaged to mm-hmm. the minute. Like, there isn't a time for them to ever 
That doesn't Take happen. A shit, or even fucking let a fart out without someone going like, "You can't fart until eight twenty-seven." Right. Well, I mean, you know, it's uh, oh, it's yeah. an Adam Sandler movie. I'm well, the Secret Service are like hanging out at the deli with them while they're talking. <laughs> Why wouldn't they be? Of course, yes. Which, hey, you know um, what? Speaking of speaking of presidents and delis, I just happened to see uh, Roger Clinton in Pumpkinhead Two: Blood Wings <laughs> as as Mayor Bubba. Mayor Bubba. Yeah. Okay. It's right up yeah. there with Billy Carter's Billy Beer. No right. That Billy's old. Wasn't that Bill's old job at some point? Mayor Bubba. Was like Governor Bubba. Bubba, but he was not. He was Governor Bubba. He was governor. governor Bubba. He was Governor of Bubba's. I don't think and he was Governor Bubba himself. <laughs> Roger Clinton also sang the theme song to Pumpkinhead Two: Blood Wings. <laughs> oh, Pumpkinhead Two, Pumpkinhead Two. It's <laughs> Pumpkinhead Two. Actually, the worst part it was kind of like an '80s love ballad. <laughs> Oh, Pumpkinhead, oh. I love you. But I digress, <laughs> so tell me more about Pixels. Yes, tell us tell us about Pixels. Well, the, the, the plot is absurd, yes. of course. Mm-hmm. The holes are massive. Yes. The it was based uh, off of a short film, right? Yeah, yes. The, the comedy is fairly, um, <laughs> fairly schoolboy-esque. Oh no! And really? Adam Sandler and the director of uh, Home Alone. Yeah, I mean Adam. I mean, uh, you really the sophi- usual sophisticated, witty wordplay of Oscar. You know, the Oscar Wilde style of sophisticated wordplay of most Adam Sandler films is missing here. It is missing. <laughs> and <laughs> although, darn, I, I was, say, I was. I, you know what? I, I can't. I can't. I have not seen the film, but I will say one part in the trailer did make me chuckle every time, hmm. and it's where the. Uh, Supposedly, original creator of Pac-Man gets his hand bitten off. That yeah. was really funny, yeah. And yeah. I knew that was coming too, but it was still hilarious. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole like the minute that you're like, you are a good boy. <laughs> you're a good boy. <laughs> I think he tries about to pet him. Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. He's oh, a good. Angel. This is a good boy. <laughs> Mama's angel. <laughs> Mama's so, angel. All right. So they're they they get in there. So now they got to beat Donkey Kong and Pac-Man, right? And centipede, uh, yeah, and centipede, and, then then uh, Pac-Man, and then they find yeah. out that space invaders uh, and that one of the characters is using cheat codes during this. Mm-hmm. So right. uh, the aliens decide because the cheat codes are being used, they're going to go ahead and destroy her. But they okay. have one last chance, and they have to go up into the alien spaceship and beat Donkey Kong. Okay, so they, the the final thing is the Donkey Kong thing running up the. Uh, Do they dress like Mario? No, no, they have the, these arcaders things that are created by the U.S. government as their mm-hmm. uniforms. It's, yeah, I, uh, they I, should have gotten uh, Bob I have, to do a cameo. I have the oh. internet. Yeah. So as as a movie though, it's it's really stupid. As as, as a plot, as, as it is anything else is, is it good? Really stupid. <laughs> no, I mean, there's novel, nothing smart. There's nothing smart about this film. The only thing that I would say that you should go see it is uh, Peter Dinklage and uh, I say his name again. I forgot his name. Oh, uh, Josh Gad. Josh Gad are so f- funny that mm-hmm. I was in stitches. I mean, I was laughing so, so hard. My son loved every minute of the movie. Okay. Well, I mean, that's the audience they're really aiming for. I mean, but, yes. yeah. I, I will say this: the uh, they were smart enough to get your money. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, Hubert like talks, so that's just. Oh boy. Uh, I mean, you know, Hubert down and talking. <laughs> but this film also just hilarious. seems irrelevant after uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Well, it well, is, that, but that, it's... that took all the cameos and did the whole little nostalgia shtick. It was, but I thought this was 
this was so much more absurd. Yeah, I liked Racket Ralph too, but I mean, Racket Ralph was just a little different. It wasn't. It wasn't that. I think what you're saying. I just mean like the the whole craze of like seeing these people, the nostalgia trip of seeing these games from the '80s. Now that the people from the '80s are you know uh, middle aged, yeah, you know that that nostalgia trip, you know, just seems like it's been played out where. I get this, but it's also no surprise to me that Adam Sandler signed a six-picture deal with Netflix. After he's gonna this, make a shit ton of money. Oh, not yeah. that he doesn't have all the money in the world, but but he's this this film did not is not doing well. This film kind of like tanked at the opening. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and to that point, I did uh, watch Joe Dirt Two. There was a, there is a Joe Dirt Two. <laughs> it was released in the same week as Pixels. It was a good week for Adam Sandler's company. <laughs> and let me tell you. I've got a pretty high tolerance, right? For, you right. Know, I can sit through a lot of shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could not get through it. Oh, my God. Yep. It, I, I, honestly, it was... And, and, you know, even the first Joe Dirt, you know, was not good, but it had, you know, moments that I was like, okay, well, that's kind of, you know, cute or clever or funny. This thing was so fucking... Te- not even terrible, like, ha-ha. I mean, just... Just pain. Most base-level humor. Like, the people that aren't sophisticated enough to go to a Kid Rock concert. Like, oh no! I'm uh, I'm I'm sorry. Kid Rock will just over your head. You've, you're going to have to like you know like you just we'll, we'll just play the music. We're not going to give you the lyrics because they'll just puzzle you. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, they have one scene, and I always hate the. This is the only scene I can use to really encompass it. And when I say it now, it it always makes me chuckle because it's funny to me telling the story. Mm-hmm. But there's a scene of him where each person takes a turn farting in his face as he's a lumberjack, uh, while they're having lunch. Okay. That is the level of comedy. And that's the high... No. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, my brain is trying to crawl out the back of my skull here. Yeah, yeah I mean, and, about and, it. And look, I like a good dick and fart joke like anyone. Talking about Mel Brooks. Yeah. Know? I mean, that is a well, classic fart scene. So I'm, well, not, I'm be... not that highbrow. I just no, don't... no, but that is, again, it's a classic fart scene. It's also like 40 years old. I mean, you know, let's... <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I guess uh, these farts are a bit stale. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> oh dear. But anyways, I digress. So Pixels was shit, and Joe Dirt Two. Uh, yeah, don't. It, which, by the way, Joe Dirt Two. The reason you also haven't heard of it is uh, it was not even released direct to video or I guess Blu-ray DVD. It it premiered on Crackle, mm-hmm. the uh, app, the oh. Sony-owned app. Uh, okay. Yeah. Their second original film after their adaptation of Dead Rising, which was oh. also terrible. All right. Well, uh, you know, I, I want to say Pixels was terrible, but you should go see it. Okay. <laughs> because it, was... it actually is it actually is really funny, though. I mean, it's stupid in every sense of the word, but it is right. hilarious when, when, when you have hits. Josh Gab and you have... It, once so... Josh Gab gets on screen, it is just becomes this really funny... Thing. So, and in other words, it would have been a better film had they actually just removed Adam Sandler and Kevin James from yes. the uh, yeah, from, from the procedures. Which actually, I think the removing Adam Sandler from any film he makes is actually going to up it, you know, considerably. Uh, you know, well, you know, here's the shame. There's two things there, Bob. Is one is Adam Sandler for a moment, you know, especially after uh, Punch Drunk Love, mm-hmm. I thought really could have turned a corner and you know even on a you know even on a will ferrell level where you can kind of still balance the two mm-hmm. you know i like the fact that will ferrell has kind of become you know like bill murray but less you know secluded yeah. you know but i mean in the sense that he can pretty much do what he wants and does you know yeah. 
But I mean, and in the sense that he'll do a little more serious and then absurd. But the mm-hmm. other thing is this: is Chris Columbus, you know, especially after he, you know, got in cahoots with John Hughes, has continued to break my heart over and over and over again because I can't figure out where the guy is who wrote Gremlins and Goonies. Where he you went? <laughs> that now is doing Home Alone and like Bicentennial Man and Stepmom. I'll give him this: the first two Harry Potters, because even the source material was pretty you know, uh, cited more on the kid side. Mm-hmm. And to his credit, the cast that he picked was pretty remarkably, uh, remarkably, you know, uh, 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 foretelling, or, or you know, not foretelling, but I mean, uh, to know that uh, these people were going to be cast in eight films, you know, and to pick yeah. the right cast. Mm-hmm. But just every <laughs> film he makes is just so goddamn generic. Yeah, There's well, no spark of originality. Well, I think, I think that's probably why he gets, keeps getting hired is because like, you know, like they they don't. You know, it's a it's it is on some it's it is a commercial medium, and there are people who are running a commercial medium who are not who are afraid of doing something out of the ordinary because that's the chance of failing spectacularly. Not yeah. just me. You know, it's you know. You, well, it's that's the reason that you'll see like any like you could you know they they will take instead of something really truly original they will take a adaptation of a goddamn cereal box. Because mm-hmm. it's got market value because it's a known quantity. Right, exactly. And they can say, well, we, you know, they can lay the blame on someone else because they're like, well, look, we well, know everyone else knows what you know. Well, the, you know, is. the the Q ratings were terrific for for the Tony the Tiger film. I mean, yeah, everyone exactly. knew who everyone knew who he was. Well, yeah. I mean, as long as long as you get Peter Dinklage in it, at least you'll have a little bit of funny. Yes, true. That's true. true. And and by the way, to that point, Angry Birds the movie is on its way. All right. Yes. Okay. Hold. Well, I have to go kill myself now. So you just carry on while you're. <laughs> and I, I believe. I believe <laughs> Josh like Gab is in that engine. too. <laughs> I was waiting for Bob to go. Isn't Josh Gab in Angry Birds way. too? Yeah. Is uh, is Peter Dinklage in the Angry Birds? Is uh. <laughs> uh you know what? He I don't be. think Peter Dinklage is, but I think. I think Josh Gab is. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Wait. wait yeah. Sure it, by Gab, the way, are you but, saying Gab or Gad? It's Gad with a D, as in dog. It's Gad. Oh, okay, Gad. Yeah, Gad. not like uh, Yo Gabba Gabba. Not Yo Gabba Gabba. See, this <laughs> is what happens when you have an infant. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. Josh Gad. Everything mm-hmm. is Yo Gabba Gabba. Yo Gabba Gabba. Yeah, you yeah. with children and every other stoner in college is Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> yes. It used to be Teletubbies. Yo I guess Gabba it's now Yo Gabba Gabba. Oh my God! If I that fucking laughing baby in the sun, that freaks me the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, people were coming home from like you know they were like high on coke and ecstasy. They turned the television set on. That's all it's on. Really? Oh, wow. You know what? That is going to be that. That'll be like when you get to heaven. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be just some fucked up baby in the sun going. Ha-ha. <laughs> I hope it has a uh, Burt Reynolds laugh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so anyway, um, nothing much on the science front that I could see. I was like looking around. I didn't see anything unusual. No, well, I, I did find one somewhat weird story. It's not completely science, but it's a little odd. Uh, All right. And, and just because of the subject, the the headline is China's latest U.S. copy. It, China apparently somewhere outside of Shanghai is <laughs> making a copy of Greenwich, Connecticut. Yeah, the uh, invasion plans? What? I mean... <laughs> well, I, no, I don't think... And, and my... Well, my thought is, why why Greenwich, Connecticut? Why did you pick Greenwich? Hmm, interesting. I maybe Jesus it's because Christ. Red Dawn was right. Yeah, I mean, is 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 that because the WWE headquarters is there? I mean, what else is, is that? What's there? Is yeah. That yes. 
Yeah, Connecticut. I mean, that's that could be it. Who knows? Although, you know, you just inadvertently did bring us to the saddest news. Yes. Of the week. Yes. The, uh, yes. 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 The passing of um, the passing of of a real legend in the uh, in the world after considering that Hulk, the Hulk Hogan is flamed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, oh, after watching him fuck Bubba the Love Sponge's wife, I mean. It's, mm-hmm. It's the most honestly, it's the most boring porno you'll ever see. <laughs> it's it's probably the most realistic depiction I've ever seen of people fucking because mm-hmm. it's just like he's sitting there holding his stomach while she's riding him, and he's like, "Oh God, I shouldn't have eaten that sushi." <laughs> <laughs> Putting on his socks, he's like, "All right, I'll see you later." <laughs> just like the most casual conversation fucking. <laughs> but I digress. Back yes. to the to the even more tragic news. Yeah, Lost the rowdy Roddy Piper. Rowdy Piper. Insert bagpipe lament. I will continue to wear my kilt at half mast <laughs> in his honor <laughs> until until someone really hot comes along and then it goes straight to full mast. Yes. That's right. Well, then it just the uh, kilt just starts. Waiting. So some of some of the mm. and don't forget some of the Roddy Roddy Piper quotes, which I I, I mm. lament. I must read. Um, okay. First one is probably his most famous one. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. One from of the they, great they, sci-fi films. From They Live, yeah. and apparently an ad lib. That was not written. That was an ad lib, apparently. Which, from, by the way, I was going to say that movie, I really... You're I kidding. That wasn't watching. written? That that brilliant piece of wordplay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I will say, no, in all seriousness, that is one of the great paranoia, like sci-fi up there with... Uh, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers and really encompasses you know, just the depravity of the Reagan 80s for all mm-hmm. those people that love St. Reagan. I mean, you can really just, it seeps with just everything that was wrong with the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> and also one of the greatest fight scenes of all time with the most wonderfully ridiculous uh, impetus for the fight mm-hmm. where 12 minutes of Battle Royale in a goddamn alley because he won't put on glasses. <laughs> Sorry, back to his quotes. Uh, another quote from Roddy Roddy Piker, Piper. I am the reason Hulk Hogan lost his hair. Oh, that is a good one. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's pretty funny. That's good. Although he wasn't Scottish, uh, he was Canadian, right? Roddy? No, he wasn't. Yeah. yeah he was Canadian, I believe. He was originally, I guess, maybe from... Uh, was just, that was just stick. Well, yeah, yeah, I know that's his stick. I mean, he may be of Scottish heritage, but I mean, he's. I believe he's a Canadian. I'll look it up real quick. Yeah. It may have been, yeah, like, uh, you know, continue. And the, I think the one that you put on, uh, there, there are two more that I got. The Another one, I'm so quick I could spit in the wind, duck, and it let it hit the old lady behind me. I like that one. <laughs> that is a good one. By the way, it's from uh, Saskatchewan. Yeah, okay. Well, probably, yeah. yeah. And, and the last one, the one that seems to be on the most inspirational posters, uh, just when you think you have all the answers, I changed the question. You know what's funny? I was not a huge wrestling person, but I did watch the cartoon on Saturday morning. I was at the age where that was. <laughs> it awesome. was a good cartoon. Yeah, and and whenever they would have the like the good guys and bad guys, I always liked. I could not get behind the the muscle heads. Like I always liked Roddy Piper and his crew. Hmm. Well, then again, he had Ivan. Uh, what is it? Ivan. Yeah, they were just the they were... and the the Sheik, which. If you guys yeah. get the chance, uh, watch the documentary called The Sheik on Netflix about the Iron Sheik. It is jaw-dropping. <laughs> okay. All right. The um, 
I remember him. I mean, when I first, I was the first exposed to him back when, actually, when when it was when the WWE was now was once was the WWF. That's right. And he Before was the World Wildlife Federation. Yeah, and he was the uh, he was the guy they would do he was the guy doing interviews. I mean, and who Roddy? Roddy was the guy who like they have you oh, know really? like. I, well, I thought that was uh, what's his name uh, the the guy who owns it. Uh, Oh, Vince McMahon, but he was, you know, they would go, and now let's go to Roddy. You know, they, Roddy had a little section of, uh, he would interview people, and he end up like, you know, he'd end up like, I think he oh, hit yeah, somebody with I a... Do remember, you're right, yeah, yeah, because he, but he was still, like, a, he was still a bad. No, he was like, a bad person. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I he was still playing the part of Roddy Piper. He was Roddy Piper, and he would be baiting the, he'd be well, baiting yeah, yeah, the yeah, faces. Like Roddy's Corner or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Roddy's Corner, and they'd be baiting, he'd be baiting the faces, and I think he, Jim, Jimmy Superfly Suka with a coconut. Which I thought was kind of. <laughs> you know what? The, the, the racist undertones and overtones in the WWF at that time. Yes. So flagrantly and without blinking, I, I still won't get over that Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, always had his, I guess, sidekick, servant, Virgil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A black man yeah. wearing no T-shirt and a bow tie, always at his side carrying his briefcase of money. I keep waiting for uh, <laughs> I keep waiting for Donald Trump to pull out Virgil. <laughs> this is my servant, Virgil. Yeah. Virgil, just, like, Virgil, really bring me my money, money, Virgil. Like, ooh, ooh. The original <laughs> Virgil. You actually find him. I think he's he's at a soup kitchen somewhere. Right? Oh yeah. No, yeah. and know. he's not serving. He's not serving. So, uh, <laughs> no. oh, oh dear, yeah, they they kind of. But I think the thing that I what I found, you know, I mean, I knew you were supposed to hate him and everything like that, but he was just so active and so verbally. He was charming. He, he was, was charming just, in a way that I, I even Hulk Hogan I never thought was charming. You know, I think that there was a charm maybe to you know Macho Man, but mm-hmm. he also he his his vocals even when he was screaming he was coherent, and you know you you got that he was in on the joke. Of right. What he was and what his job. Even Vince McMahon, to a certain extent, I think, has a similar pedigree yeah. where he comes across smart enough to play that stupid. That you yeah. know that it doesn't feel condescending. Like yeah. you get that he's in on the gag. Yeah, but I mean, he didn't really start wrestling a lot until he'd actually been in the corner for a while, which I thought was kind of interesting because they and then they because I remember there was like one wrestler. I forget who he was. He was wrestling some sort of minor face, and he absolutely destroyed him in the ring. But that's and before wrestling, though. Was like I mean, they, these guys never looked as muscular as they do now. Today. Well, I mean, they're now sculpted, they're now. I guess. Yeah, the sculpted. I mean, he just was in, you know, he just in wrestling. Sh- he was in shape. No, he wasn't. You know, uh, I mean, well, they had, you know, like I mean, they had wrestlers like Dusty Rhodes, the American oh, Dream, yeah, who yeah, looked yeah, like it. Yeah. <laughs> or King Kong Bundy. <laughs> yeah, these. Oh these yeah. Are, yeah, these are people. And, George the word the Animal sh- Steel. The word shape was more like global. Although, George <laughs> the Animal Steel, to his credit, did play Tor Johnson in Ed Wood. Yes, yes. And if you've ever actually heard George Animal Steel speak yes. for real, is a yeah, he was an English teacher before he became George the Animal Steel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, enemy, this is, uh, you know, just as a, as a, since you're not that big, I don't think this is a possible career change for you. Uh, no, so, no, certainly not for me. I don't no. think that, I'm going to come in as the accountant. <laughs> the accountant. <laughs> you know what? No, I, I gained most of the Grand Hotel weight back, so it's. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Oh, oh dear. Although I okay. will say. Well, that's uh, right. You said you were going to basically chow down the instant that show I was did. over. I gained a Well, I, I added ice cream back to my diet. There you go. That'll yeah, do, it. do it. Yeah, I mean, it I think was that wonderful. was honestly, that was a big thing that De Niro did when he was uh, doing Raging Bull. 
yeah. putting the weight on. I think he would just lay in bed all day eating ice cream to put on like right. a quick 50 pounds. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it goes on really fast. It's the coming off is the is the difficult part. By the way, real quick, I just <laughs> want to recommend to people Hello. that. Hello. No, we got. I'm here. You. Can you hear can me? You hear? Yes, I can. Oh, okay. I was going to recommend to people uh, in honor of Roddy Piper can check out Hell Comes to Frogtown, which is coincidentally our bad movie of the week. Our bad movie, yes, indeed. Because <laughs> well, I figured I, that 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 actually works appropriately. Although yeah. one other thing I was going to say is, is this is okay. the best week of freaking transitions I've ever seen. This is amazing. <laughs> and we we do this every week. Come in on time. Although I will say uh, the other ones to watch. Oh my is, god. Uh, Mickey Rourke and The Wrestler is quite good, and mm-hmm. uh, if you get the chance, uh, Beyond the Mat okay. uh, is a great documentary, uh, which, you know, it's, it's broken up into thirds, uh, taking a look at the whole wrestling industry, you mm-hmm. know, from a place of love, you know, a guy that, uh, in fact, yeah. a guy who uh, used to be a SNL writer, and he okay. a documentary about his passion for wrestling, but there's a subsection in there about Jake the Snake, which The Wrestler is kind of primarily based on. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, is pretty harrowing. I did not realize, you know, Jake the Snake was brilliant, but also a crack addict. Ah. Yeah, it, it, but it really it, it shows you the toll, you know, well, the, the, you know this quote unquote sport, you know, entertainment or not. When you've got, you know, two, three, four hundred pound men throwing each other around. Oh no, the in, the injuries come thick and fast. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was just, and you were supposed to, uh, if you look, I remember what I remember. Oh, wait, thick had, and fast is the name of my new movie. The um the I, as I remember they were talking about the Ameri- you know Dusty Rhodes was talking about they were interviewing him and he talked about and they had a picture of him and there's like nothing his scars all over his forehead oh, and yeah. they said what do you do well you know like you get a little you want to get the crowd into it you need a little juice so they had like razor blades or something like that in the mat underneath the mat there so you know you just slice you know and. You, when you get a cut on your forehead, it bleeds like a bleeds like a pig. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's why you ever see uh, swimmers when they do the mm-hmm. flip turn. Yeah. If they hit the wall at all, it, once yeah. you slice open on that forehead, it will just you, rip across your head like a zipper. And then you just bleed like any like bleed a like a pig. Although yeah. you're right, I, I can't remember which wrestler it was, but there was another one in the uh, in the documentary I saw, and basically the doctor's like, well, one of your knees is got you know it's got like. 10% left of what, you know, your knee can do, you know, and then he's like, and the other one, he's basically like negative 10%, like there's nothing there anymore, and he's there's like, no cartilage left. I, he's like, uh, well, I still need to do this wrestling match on Saturday, he's like, you shouldn't even fucking walk on Saturday, much less wrestling, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think you're hearing me. Yeah, they're hearing me, yeah. And they, I mean, they had that one guy who basically went insane from concussions and things oh, like yeah. that. And well, and the guy who plays, uh, what is it, man, uh, who was the guy that always wore the mask with the sock puppet hand? Uh, uh, I can't remember his name. You, you know what I'm talking about. doesn't ring a bell to me. But All right, well, well, it doesn't matter. But they, but he, he's done a whole thing about the after, you know, after the mat, you know, like after yeah. wrestling and these guys are really fucked up, you know, and not for a whole lot of pay. No. I mean, it's unless not you're, what... like, you know, one of the top 20, you know. But... Yeah, I mean, and even so, even then, it's like, you well, know, I mean. What I mean, good is ho- money if you don't, you know. If you if you can't, you know, if your head no is. no brain capacity to enjoy it. No, you know, and that was, uh, I forget some, some, I forget which wrestler murdered his family. Oh, uh, yeah, it was uh, Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit did that. And because of the head, you know, they, they kind of, like, they did an autopsy on him, and they found he had like the, you know Alzheimer's or you know, like the head of a you know it's like, 
And they just that's when they banned the headshots to uh, with the chairs, there which is they no hit. Been... Well, you know what? I, I will say this, and you know, enemy, you you got children. I do not have got nephews, but I will tell you, I can say when I have, or if I have kids one day, and if I have, oh God, help a us, kid that wants but, to play, play like yeah. football. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if I would be that excited about it. I mean, I like sports, you know, and I mm-hmm. love sports, but I like sports. But I mean, just the research and science that I've seen behind, you know. The amount of damage that's done just is is staggering. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, well, I mean, if, like, if I had a kid that wanted to play sports, I if I had a kid that wanted to play sports, fine, go ahead, enjoy yourself. Anything to keep you in school, I'm okay with. <laughs> um, but you know, luckily, you know, luckily for me, I have a kid who basically just uh, it wants to be in front of people, so that kind of helps. I believe it's called the indoor kid. <laughs> yes, and, and when he gets a cut, he cries. So I'm not really too worried. You know, not too I, worried about him getting I, into like. Well, he might decide to overcompensate for the lack of perceived machismo. It's like. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you, like you've met Ryder, right? Yes, I know Ryder. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think this. I, in the same way I felt about <laughs> no machismo like, in that you know, boy. <laughs> well, I used to tell girls all the time. You know, I'm a glutton for gluttony. I have no need for pain. Like, pain does not stimulate me. It's not like I've never felt that balance of, like, I've got to have pain to feel pleasure. So, I mean, it's no. there's no stimulation nope. there for me. Like, if, if anything, I would be, uh, what is that, the, uh, oh, the Pleasure Bot 3000 from Futurama. <laughs> I'd be like that, you know, that guy who doesn't even have a body. He's just a chaise lounge with, like, a little inversion, you know, <laughs> like that little leaf. Yes. So. Yeah, leave a, a, a crown over his head. He's like, mm. "Oh yes, we must go to the opera tonight." Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of opera, anyway, um, oh, put that chocolate syrup all over my body. <laughs> yes. And with that, hell comes to Frogtown, or bad movie. <laughs> all right, hell comes to Frogtown, which was. Possibly, I it was was that, I think that might have been his first film. So uh, <laughs> no, uh, well, it was eighty eight. Yeah, maybe it was eighty nine. But I think it came out after they live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just um, either way. <laughs> yeah, either way, it's it's not good. It's really you, it's like <laughs> thing that would be surprising if you said a film called Hell Comes to Frogtown is good. <laughs> I don't think well, anyone's I mean, gonna go what. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I could say, for example, a film called Hell Comes to Frogtown could be entertaining, perhaps. Uh, the problem with Hell Comes to Frogtown, it really is like a 30-minute story in an hour and a half. So there's a hell of a lot of padding that goes on. They really... No pun intended. No, there's no pun intended. The idea that simply stated... Um, there's a nuclear war, and this is apparently apparently supposed to be like ten years after a nuclear war, which is like way too soon for any of this to have happened. But we've a group of mutants have emerged, frogs. They're all mutant frogs of some sort. Right, yeah, uh, that makes they sense are, so far. They're isolated on reservations, as they would be by the provisional government. Yeah. M- a large percentage of Amer- of males have been killed. A even a large percentage of the males who survive are actually infertile. So, uh, we got to start he- fucking frogs, Mister. No, uh, and actually, a large percentage of women are also in for uh, oh. uh, as well. So, the provisional government of the United States' main duty, main job is main. You just said ob- duty. Ob- 
main duty, main obsession is to you know restore the population. They've got little film, they got little signs like you know condoms with a big cross through them. Oh yeah, and everyone just like, needs to start fucking fucking as as quickly as possible. <laughs> uh, I, and and I have and, the same signs in my house. And Roddy, Mister Mister Piper plays Sam Hell, who turns out to be a you know an amazingly fertile man. So he is then he he is. <clears throat> rescued from almost certain death by the provisional government and made to sign a contract where he will be, you know, he will fuck for the government. Oh, yeah. And and then they discover that seven or eight fertile women have been captured and are in Frogtown, and they go in a pink truck, by the way, which I thought was kind of a uh, silly thing. Uh, they drive it a, drive off with a pink truck with the um, with female lead from Conan the Barbarian, and a um, a woman with uh, and some badass woman with a machine gun. What a so, pedigree! <laughs> yes, so it's a lot of it is like a lot they they have a lot of stupid jokes leading up to it. Uh, Mr. Piper's uh, Mr. Piper's favorite part uh, I couldn't get another P into that uh, is is cased in a uh, sort of a chastity belt kind of thing that causes him uh, excruciating pain if he tries to escape. Or if he tries to actually take it out to uh, without uh, without permission, ha! as it were. So that sounds like my first marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have have you had more than one? I thought it was just the one that you've been talking I'm about. I'm just planning at, ahead. Great, at great length. <laughs> Waiting for the the future ex Mrs. the Bandits to. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. They go into Fro- you know they've been captured at Frogtown, so they go into Frogtown and they have sort of like uh, they have some toing and froing. They get into Frogtown. There's a female frog who's got the hots for Rowdy, uh, and they trying to overthrow the frogs and and there is um, it, it's silly and it really doesn't you know they do rescue you know they do rescue it. And it's sort of like it really there's only about thirty minutes of plot and they come in. They well, it sounds, the, I mean, minus the frog town, but I mean, the, the, conceptually, it, it reminds me a little bit of a much better story, which was the uh, comic, uh, Why the Last Man. Something, well, I'm sure, it, you know, it, it's not, this idea is not exactly, shall we say, the most, you know, the most yeah, original I, I, ever. I mean, the idea, of, uh, although I will say, to that point, if you guys, I'm not sure if we've mentioned it or not, but uh, if you guys have not seen Last Man on Earth, uh, okay. The series on Fox with Will Forte. Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. check it out, and it actually it is a very very uncomfortable <laughs> comedy. If you like humor, where uh, the more painful it gets, the funnier it is. This right. is it. Unfortunately, most of his actions, which are really dumb and uh, not thought out properly, I could relate to. <laughs> Oh, that's awkward. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> that's awkward. <laughs> yes, I would do that. Oh dear, I oh, would I do that. Why? <laughs> I would do that. So, um, the good points. Well, there's a. Um, it's Roddy's got a a nice. He's actually got a nice comic touch to him. So uh, the the, uh, the scenes where he's getting like nut shot is actually they're actually kind of funny. Oh, yeah, I was surprised. And they live. I mean, he. he, he... Actually, he's very. What I was saying, charming before. He's got a very charming personality. No, and and it does come, and the charm actually does come through this this film too, as well. Almost despite its attempt, despite its best efforts, uh, right. the charm comes through. Uh, he's um, 
but he's just uh, I mean, but it's it's the best the best. There there is a scene where a um, a toad a guy in a in a frog costume is is wielding a chainsaw, which is kind of an interesting um, interesting visual moment to uh, to savor. Well, what do you and think that, is what do you think is the worst movie? This or No Holds Barred? Oh. Uh, I think this is worse because there is no holds barred has a lunatic energy that from start to finish is there. There's this insaneness. I just poop my pants. Yeah, exactly. There's just there's 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 there's, there's basically all I can say is basically there's a cocaine fueled madness oh, that yeah. goes from the beginning yeah. to end. I'll grant you of, that. of of no holds barred. The people who did this were like actually probably more on like you know quite lewds and things like that. Uh, <laughs> So and not not as uh, not as so the 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 best moment is actually is when uh, is uh, what was what is her name now, um, San uh, Sandel Bergen I believe who was yeah who was in, who was again Sandel Bergen who was the love interest in the first Conan the Barbarian Arnold Schwarzenegger film right. she does a she is captured and separated from Roddy. And Sam, and she ends up having to do an erotic dance for the king of the frog people. You know what? Uh, this sounds a lot like when uh, Roger Corman or like Sam Arkoff or uh, William Castle. It's like we got a poster and we've got a title. Well, what's it about? Now, who gives a shit? Yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah, exactly. No, there really isn't a lot of so, but it does have the 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 code king. Does the dance of the three snakes, and then you can't—you're not sure what the hell the three snakes are at first until the Toad King announces, "You have aroused the three snakes," which is—is is, is that true? Do frogs have three dicks? No, no, but it's I, oh. radiation mutation. That's—I guess they just you know okay. kind of like why, decided why, why to. Why am I arguing with Frog Town? <laughs> decided to go for the joke, there some which frogs basically that, like turn into a female. Yeah, frogs can be a little bit gender, are rather gender fluid. Require you know, which was the what, yeah, whatever uh, the, was necessary. Whatever was necessary, which was the shtick they used for uh, Jurassic Park. Right. Um, the um, but they have you know, but you have aroused the three stakes. Almost worth seeing the film for that moment when the three stakes start to like do move. You don't actually see anything other than movement under the clothing. But actually, Sandra gets to kick this. This is actually almost like a a angry woman's dream. Uh, gets to kick him in the nuts three times in a row. Wow! All three snakes. <laughs> all three snakes. Oh, hey guys! Let me do this. Bang, 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 and then there's like shooting and fighting. The and only killing thing would be and... better is after she hit all three, if they had like that jackpot sound. You know, like after you. <laughs> oh, thud! <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> And have the have the I, I don't think they the animatronics on the fr- two terries. or just or just cross and then uh, well, but I don't yeah. think they have uh, they didn't have the the animatr- animatronics what am I talking about they're just massive they made wet they just yeah, it's really not a uh, it was not an F, uh, well it was effects heavy just shitty effects shitty effects effect well actually they had like three frog suits that they kept reusing all, all the right. time so uh, and they had like one female frog suit so. Uh, and the other was um, well. That, that makes was, at least nine snakes. Yeah. Well, I suppose I don't. I don't know. If, I don't know. If, maybe that's why he was the king. He had yeah. three. <laughs> that's true. It's good to be the king. <laughs> it's good to be the king. There's a there's a great line from one of Mystery Science Theater 3000 where this guy is ca- you know for some reason has his clothes off and he's captured by the aliens and he's oh, 
look, he's an alien, he only has one, you know. So uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I already have so much to worry about. I, need to, I don't need to worry about other numbers. <laughs> okay. Look, but anyway, it's, it, I, it's, if you're going to see a Roddy Rod Piper, my, my advice is see They Live. This one really kind of like lumbers along. It's a very, very slow-moving film. And aside from the You Have Aroused the Three Snakes and the Frog with the, um, frog with the Chainsaw, not a lot. Not a lot to. Not a lot to even interest a a weird mind like mine. <laughs> I do have to say, I and, like any review that ends with uh, one of the highlights is the frog with the chainsaw. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just that uh, is like the worst game of Clue ever. <laughs> I believe it was the frog with the chainsaw in Hellton. In the library. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So anything? Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about other than the fact that I I'm going to be doing. Um, for the three, for the one listener who may actually be in the New York area, uh, I'm performing, and uh, there's this little announcement. Do you want to make that announcement, uh, Mr. Sure, Barrett? I'll make the announcement. Uh, the announcement right. is, is that for one night only at the Cringe Festival on August 22nd? Yes. Um, and that will be in Astoria, New York. Uh, Bob right. Muir and the Enemy Below will be reuniting for one night only. Right. Well, As the a- entire crew be there. No, not in uh, not as not as a band thing. It's, it's going to be the two man show. Oh, okay, I didn't know the, if, uh, the original. No, it was the original. The original. The original full. Am I the original wrong format. That, it, it, what what did uh, Mrs. Below go by? Insect girl. Uh, insect insect I said girl. bug girl. Insect I was close. <laughs> she wore girl. her insect mask. Yes. yes. So she yes. so she's not going to reenact that. Is what you're saying. She will not know. No. It's the the original two person show before. You guys should do it like. Uh, 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 Storytellers. Instead <laughs> of there with just like do an acoustic and explain what each song. We, we might actually. Actually, we we might do that. I we might know. do it that on... and videotape it and throw it on the net. I mean, who knows? Yeah, I know. Well, I could I could get. Uh, there's a guy who keeps going, trying to wanting to videotape me for some reason. I'm like, like, okay, fine. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's he's. he's why does he, why does he want to videotape you? Right? He 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 likes he likes my stuff, so it's like oh. the uh, the songs and things like that. So I think actually it might be a good idea to like. Have I don't him. think that requires him videotaping you in the shower. No, no, it doesn't. I mean, we 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 did. I, yeah. <laughs> I think you want to investigate his credentials a little further. Yeah, he's he's a good he's a good guy. Uh, I'm kidding. I so. know. I know, but no. So actually, so that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do that one night only. Uh, there will also be uh, the very funny Afterbirth Monkey will be with us, as along with the black and the the world famous and and renowned black and white cookies. So uh, that and assorted disturbing burlesque acts. I've uh, so uh, it's uh, gonna be an interesting evening if anyone comes. We've invited 200. We've gotten four responses, yes, and those are all the performers. So it's going to be pretty much a standard. I, will, I can't say I'm going to be in New York at that time, but I it's can going to be almost a... guarantee you I will be coming. Yeah, okay. it's going to be a pretty standard Bob Muir the Anybody Below gig. Uh, just, you know. uh, yes, that's right. I will be somewhere else coming. The audience is like not there. Anyway. <laughs> But we're going to try and get some people in there. So everyone said, oh, what a great idea. Are you coming? Well, I don't know. Yeah, so. yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I'm not going to throw out that negative energy until after the that's show. That's right. Which point... Yeah, don't be self-defeating. And so um, I guess that's all we have to say. Um, We've though... got a lot of, well, there's going to be a lot of more to talk about as uh, fall approaches and more. As fall the... approaches? 
Well, because uh, the, uh, the Flash and is coming back. and Arrow Flash is coming back. Fantastic Four is lurching towards the theaters like some sort of inevitable doom. Yeah, and the thing is uh, <laughs> not wearing pants. And doesn't the thing have is not. Thing the thing now. is not yeah. wearing pants. Yeah, that sounds like a song. Yeah, that's, it sounds like a really sad, sad song. The thing. Yeah. But I mean, there's no. But, but apparently, he's got no pants. dick. He's got no. Dick. Yeah, and that answer is a fanboy question for a very long period of time. Time, time. Which Doesn't you know, which say, still goes back to which was uh, answered our, in the other which of uh, King Kong was male. Where's yeah. the Kong Dong? Yep. Well, in the what the original King Kong is the third. Any 30s, of the man. King Kongs, they never shown him going around with his big monkey dick going out there. Well, actually, it's not that big compared to ours. I, well, really... okay, but you know, you would still be able to see it. If I'm running around fucking naked with my cock out, it may not be the biggest dick in it's... the world, but you notice it. Well, not re- have you seen you've seen pictures of, of gorillas in the wild? I, I mean, I'm hoping that you're going. No, not really. We wouldn't see your dick. <laughs> no, I mean, it's like yeah, it just. You see gorillas in the wild. I mean, they you know they kind of hunch over a little bit. You know, like, it's yeah, like, you I, know. they had a lot of him sitting there, you know, with his chest out, beating his chest. Clearly, he's right. got his legs, you know, spread. Uh, all right. Well, well, you know, okay. <laughs> and with that, I, all I, I can I need to see it. I'm just <laughs> yeah, your your obsession with sure ape dick is kind of a little bit. <laughs> your obsession with ape dick is a little disturbing, but <laughs> <laughs> you know what. My uh, shrink and my parole officer were having the same conversation. Hey. Funny story. Yeah, yes, King. And all I can, all, all that's going through my head now is the punchline of that joke: ping pong balls, ping pong balls. I, I thought you said King Kong's balls. <laughs> I, I will say this though, on that same spirit, to end this with, since we've had kind of a, uh, a wrestling theme to our show, show. is uh, I only saw one show, one live wrestling event. Mm-hmm. And it was at that point at 12 years old uh, mm-hmm. that I realized I made my old man pay a good amount of money for us to go watch mm-hmm. two grown men in their underwear pretend to fight. Mm-hmm. And yep. I felt ashamed for so many reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention that all three snakes were aroused. Yes, all three snakes were aroused. Uh, my my experience was actually at Shea Stadium, where they had a um, the steel cage match between Larry Zbyszko and Bruno Sammartino, in addition to a match between Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. Oh Back yeah, 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 Hulk, yeah. That was that, that was a big one. When Hulk was the bad guy and Andre was the good guy. What? Yep. Wait, this had to be more recent then. No, no. This was no. When Hulk first came up, he was he was a bad guy. Yeah, this okay, was before Rocky. Hollywood Hogan, but. No, this is before Rocky. He he was a, he was not a face before that. He, he, first, he first came up. Thighs. He first came up as a bad guy. Which, which he was, by the way, real quick, the guy that I thought of with the mask and the little puppet hand, mm-hmm. mankind. Okay, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Now that you mention it, yeah, but, that's him. All right, okay. so wait, so that, but wasn't like the big heroic, the 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 when that uh, which WrestleMania was it? It was like the biggest WrestleMania at the time was him and uh, Andre, but he he body. Uh, Oh, he body, body slammed, slammed up. Uh, yeah, they lifted up the giant. Yeah, it's but great. that was sometime late. Yeah, it was, that was three. Some, this was before. Actually, before the Even idea of WrestleMania. Even he had done that before. It was. Yeah. You know, yeah. we don't need to get technical about yeah. it. You fucking nerd. <laughs> Even before the, uh, but that was this, this that Chase, the Shea Stadium match, match was even before um, yes. was even before the WrestleMania thing came out. This was like the big thing of the of the of the. Well, Shea Stadium that still would have been a big. I mean, that that's well, they didn't 
Yeah, they didn't sell it out, oh, but I mean, wow. they sold it. They sold a good number it was of tickets. A, you, another guy, and the hot dog. No, it was. I was actually surprised. I was thinking I went with my brother. I kind of figured it's going to be us, so we can move up. You know, like as oh, as yeah. you know, as yeah. No, man, there was like a lot of people there that were just like you know there to see you know. Bruno. There was like Bruno Sammartino, mm-hmm. and actually the steel cage match was like he was, you know, he. He, he he had Larry Zabisco down who was going to crawl out and you know I said get out with the match and this big black lady behind him said stay in kick his ass you know, yeah. so. you know what there's a part of me that would have loved to have seen Gary Lawler versus Andy Kaufman in the deep south but yeah. then I just remember I'd have to be in the deep south yeah. yes there you go yeah. there's there's good there's good and bad points there. <laughs> anyway and with that, yes, as, as we write, and let's just slam this beast to the floor and pin it down. Uh, this is Bob Muir saying, peace, love, shown a knife, and three count. Yeah, this is Amy Blow saying, I'll see you in two weeks. This is Mr. The Bandit saying, as always, toodaloo. Dance for me. Dance or die. The dance of the three snakes.